ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB. And today's guest has trained at one of wrestling's best schools out there, the Nightmare Factory. You may have seen him in the Lands of Wrestling Entertainment and Pro South Wrestling, where I saw him uh, on YouTube. It's the motherfucking Ripper, Trey Shaw, and luckily, it's uh, not Family Show. How you doing? How you doing today, mate? You're good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just you know, out here grinding, man. That's good, man. How have you found training and wrestling in the pandemic? By the way, so training has you know gotten a little harder. I know for a while, the Nightmare Factory had shut down when the pandemic first started. So, oh. like, it was kind of hard to, to stay consistent training. The training started to pick back up, like, later on. But, like, it was still COVID restrictions. So, it wasn't too bad, but it was, like, it wasn't the same environment as it was mm. before. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Uh, have things got a lot better? Because obviously we've come out of lockdown over here, so things are gradually going back to normal. But how's it been for yeah. you over there? Oh, it's gotten way better now. Like most people in wrestling are getting vaccinated and they're pretty much able to kind of go back to normal, even though it won't be like as normal as it mm. was before the pandemic. It'll be yeah, yeah. some sense of normal, so... Yeah, no, it's, completely. It's I understand. It's just it'll be better basically than it was before. Have you found wrestling with no crowds, by the way? Because I know you you have been active still, but how has it been for you? Man, it's it's been an experience. It's kind of weird because you look as a wrestler, you look for that crowd reaction, you look for the look on people's faces, and like, luckily, I've wrestled. I've been wrestling in like small crowds, so I'm like, I'm looking to people, but like the big crowd. Or like where it's at like that's where i want to yeah. you know look be able to look people in their face and look at the look at the reactions of people with the stuff that i do so i mean wrestling with the small crowds is all right but wrestling with the big crowds is like where i really really want to go no that's cool man i will talk about the goals uh, that you'd like to achieve um, at the end but i just want to go back to the beginning just a little bit and i'd mm -hmm. like to know had you have you basically always been a wrestling fan growing up i've been a wrestling fan I want to say I want to say since I was born, but you know, I've been a wrestling fan for as, as long as I can remember. Okay, um, and who were some of your favorites growing up? Or did you have the one idol, or did you like sort of you had a few favorites to pick? So my first favorite wrestler was Batista, and okay, I remember this match vividly. On my birthday, I watched uh, Batista versus King Booker. And I cried because like they beat the <laughs> hell out of him. Like they beat the shit out of him. And I, I just I was just bawling. They were like, why are you crying? They were like, it's not real. I was like, it is real. It is real. <laughs> like that was like an experience. Hmm. I've been in love with it ever since. Man, how how young are you? You make me feel really old now. <laughs> I'm I'm twenty I'm twenty-one. So yeah. I, I, I'm I'm eleven years old you. <laughs> wow. Literally. Yeah, literally, man. Every time I step into a locker room, and I'm like, they're like, how old are you? I'm 21. I'm literally the youngest person in the locker room most of the time. God, the hell. No, it's just yeah. like, you said, like, Batista's your first, like, oh, did you get into it quite late? Then you said your age, you're like, okay, makes sense, because mm -hmm. I sort of raised, like, Bret Hart, but, yeah, but that's fair enough, right. right? Like, 
Booker T, um, Batista made you cry. Fair yeah. play, man. <laughs> have you met Batista by any chance to let him know that? I have, you know? Not, I have not met Batista, but I really, really want to meet Batista. He seems like a cool guy. Like, just yeah, man. Very he's, he's, back too. he's very vocal on Twitter, but like, you know, he stands up for like his rights. We, you know, mm-hmm. and he just he hates Trump, and I love it. I'm just like, and I'm a UK uh, guy, but I love it, man. I'm down for that. <laughs> right. Right. But, um, so. That's cool, man. So, now that I've established that you have been a wrestling fan all your life, what basically made you want to become a pro, a pro wrestler? And how did you end up at the Nightmare Factory? So what made me want to become a pro wrestler was that even when I was a child, mm-hmm. besides being a superhero, which was like my main goal, I was like, I'm going to become a superhero. But like being a professional wrestler was like on this level with mm-hmm. being a superhero. So I've been wanting to be- become a pro- professional wrestler since I was like four years old. And the opportunity came in the weirdest way. I was working at a movie theater mm-hmm. and one of the ladies who was training there, her name is Charlotte. She goes by Charlotte Renegade. Her her sister Robin was just on AEW Dark Monday on Elevation Monday. does ring a bell, yeah. Yeah. So they're the Renegade sisters. And Charlotte came in and we were talking about wrestling. And she was like, hey, I have this card to this wrestling school. And at the time, it was called One Fall, or mm-hmm. called One Fall Power Factory. And she was like, I have this card to this wrestling school. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to check them out. So, like, later that night, I called QT because it was QT's number. I called QT. And I was like, hey, they were talking about this wrestling school at my job. And I want to know what do I have to do to get in there. He was like, come up to the school, you know, talk to me, you know, look around, see, see if this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And... That that same day I went, I believe, yeah. That same day I went, and I was talking to QT, and we were, me and my dad were talking to QT about you know joining the school and and tuition and all that stuff, and like the craziest thing, Cody Rhodes called QT, mm-hmm. and he was like, and QT was like, yeah, I'm talking to such a new student right now, and Cody was like, oh, you're talking to a new student? He was like, tell him to stay right there. I'm on my way. Now in my mind, <laughs> I'm like. Cody Rose is not gonna show. He's not. Yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, they just wanted me off. So he's just <laughs> right. He's just wanted me off so I can go. Literally, when we got done talking and we walked out the door, I turned and Cody Rose is right there. He's like, "Hey, that is nice to meet you." I'm like, "What the hell? <laughs> it's your first day. You don't even taking a bump yet. <laughs> I haven't even taken a bump yet." It was like it was. It was Cody. I think Sean Spears was there. Yeah, and uh, Brandy Rhodes, and that's when I was like. I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I, I'm really doing this. So Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, literally, first day, not taking a bump. Cody's like, yeah, I'll be there. Pfft, yeah. Cody's just like, hi, nice to meet you. That's great. Right. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's wicked, no. man. Uh, just before we do talk about the actual school and your training process, uh, mm. I want to know, because you mentioned your dad go, um, basically going with you. What was your mm. friends and family's reaction to you becoming a wrestler? I mean, you know, your family's always going to be supportive. Mm-hmm. They were a little like, you know, if you at first, because wrestling is a, um, it's a demanding sport. Mm. It's also like, you don't just start off at the top of the business and you're yeah. getting all this money, you know, it's a process. So they've always been supportive of my career and uh, the pathway that I, cho- that I chose to go because I've tried a bunch of different things, honestly. Like I... Mm. Like what? I'm just curious now. (laughs) I've tried. So, so I've done, I've done graphic design. I am certified in graphic design. 
you do you your own designs then on uh, Pro S and Zs? Yes, I Is do. That your stuff? I do. That's all of the designs on my Pro Wrestling Tees. Like any T-shirt that's on my Pro Wrestling Tees or that I sell is designed by me, hundred percent. Love it. So I I tried graphic design. I was like, this doesn't make me happy. Mm. Uh, security didn't make me happy. Account management didn't make me happy. You know what I mean? Like different mm. types of stuff that didn't make me happy. But I knew in my heart, I was like, I'm going to be in some type of sport. I loved mm. football. I hated the injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, there's something else I can do. And I've always wanted to wrestle, but I just didn't know how to get into it. So yeah. when I did get into it, it was just like, this is perfect. Like you mm. have to be some type of crazy to to want to be a professional wrestler. But like, yep. I feel like, I feel like I'm definitely right at that right at that point to where yeah, I'm definitely one of the crazy ones. I love taking chair shots. So oh man, yeah, <laughs> you're crazy man. Yeah, oh chair shots man. I, just, I sort of went to them a little bit. I'm not. I don't mind hardcore wrestling, but no, nah, not. I mean, there's a reason why I'm the podcaster and you're death, the wrestler. So <laughs> death matches, death matches. I'm having one death match in my career. Just what, one. Who would you pick as your opponent? Would it be Nick Gage? Mm-mm. Nope, I already settled this. So it's the guy that I trained with named Duncan Mitchell. I'm having a death match with him. He's my brother. Like, we've been there since day one. We stuck together mm-hmm. since day one. So that's my guy. And we both agree that on his 30th birthday, we're having a death match. <laughs> so that's seven years from now. <laughs> get the candles. Let's get like, the light tubes and just stop whacking each other. Right, light tubes. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. man when, when you share it, just literally tag me in it, man. I'll be looking forward to watching that, man. That'll be. Yeah. I'd like to know what has been the most difficult part of uh, basically wrestling training, and what is it that makes uh, QT School, uh, which most fans will know now, known as uh, Nightmare Factory. What does it make it a special school, from mm. your point of view? So the most difficult part, I would say, for new guys, of course you'll get used to it, but guys that are getting into wrestling is remembering that the basics have to still be into, implemented into your match. Yeah. Because some, some guys just think it's spot fest everywhere, but mm. the, the basics have to be there. It took me a while to get that, but at QT's, at the Nightmare Factory, at QT's Factory, he's very big on the basics, and he will remind you of the basics every time that you forget them. When you do the matches, the practice matches, and it just looks like a spot fest, he'll automatically tell you, remember the basics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you don't remember the basics, the matches are going to be all clumped together, going to be boring. Somebody's, you know, going to feel like they were, you know, left out with their stuff, like different stuff like that. So he's definitely, he's definitely big on the basics, the techniques, the footwork, making it look good, making your opponent look good, making yourself look good, stuff like that character wise and stuff like that mm. is also good he helps you with that there's something that i was doing when i was when i first started the makeup that yeah yeah <laughs> when i first started when i first started the face paint was something that i was doing and he was like he was like why are you covering your face you're not a bad looking guy yeah. he was like what is this gimmick if you can't he was like he was like you can't explain this you know this gimmick to me and I couldn't, I couldn't explain it because mm. it wasn't me. Was it because and, of the superhero thing that you said like before earlier that you do like your superheroes and you just thought, oh, this is a cool look, but yeah, you couldn't actually explain yeah. it. When I was younger, I was a huge fan of Muda. Like I was a huge fan of Muda. Mm. So 
I was like, you know what? I'm doing the face paint. I used to put it on my creative superstars and wrestling games. <laughs> nice. So eventually I was just like, I don't need this face paint, you know mm. what I mean? To, to be who I am in this ring, you know what I mean? And he always told me your gimmick should be 100% you times 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, the I wouldn't call it a gimmick because it's really who I am, but it's times 10 when I'm in the ring, so... It's Wednesday, you know that means I have a special announcement. Hey, I'm the handicapped hero, Gregory Iron, and I'm going to be on the, oh boy, what's the name of it? What do you call it? Podcast? Everyone, I have a special message for my next guest. Hello, my name's George Russo, and I'm going to be appearing on the What Do You Call It podcast. No, that's cool. Uh, one thing that I did notice was about sort of the uh, the face paint that you had, not makeup. You said that it was inspired by Great Muta. So I'd like to mm. know what is it about Great Muta that sort of inspired you to have the look, and basically why were you a fan of him? So if you've ever seen Muta, he's like this mysterious, mythical being mm. in Japanese wrestling, and like that always stuck with me. Like his charisma, the way that he moved in the ring so methodically like it was just like one of the, the most entertaining things i've ever seen as it pops me to this day that yeah. he's just this guy that that inspired a whole generation of charismatic wrestlers to me mm. in japan because did you ever do the i don't mist? i don't think i did do the mist i did do the mist like maybe like once or twice so i did red mist instead of green mist oh okay and how did you yeah. do that? The way I did it was I poured like liquid into some cling wrap mm -hmm. and I like twisted it up and like put it in the back of my mouth. So when I got ready to spit it out, I bit it and just spit the mist out. Nice. Simple. That's, that's, I don't know how Muda does it, but sounds like it must be similar. I mean, if it worked for you, I'm sure right. you know, I'm sure that would have um been quite similar, but I don't think I'm ever going to get him on this show. But um, maybe that's him hacking <laughs> earlier with the bad signal, as you said earlier. Uh, one right. thing that we did talk about before the recording was that you've basically done a film. So I, I mm. basically want to know about that because I'm a big film buff as well. But when it comes to films and wrestling, I've got to know. So how right. is it like being part of a film? And how scared were you? Uh, basically, how scared were you when it came to Meng, aka King Haku? So I don't know how much I can reveal about the film. Because okay. they are still in the process of recording. Yeah. But meeting Ming was, like, insane. Like, yeah. he, I hope he doesn't kill me for this, but he's the <laughs> nicest guy I've ever had. Your phone's going but, off right now. <laughs> right. Like, I, I shook his hand, though, and it's, yeah. like, very, very soft. Nice for chopping. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> could chop the tree down. But he's he's funny. He's, he's a nice guy. Mm. During the Battle Royal scene that we recorded, I was fighting one of my guys in the corner mm -hmm. and I felt Haku grab my shirt. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, he's going to chop the shit out of me. And my first instinct was to automatically play dead. <laughs> like I, I had to get away. I was not getting chopped yeah. at all. Not like that. It was not about to happen to me. I can imagine like some fans like would pay him to do it, but then they would immediately regret it once it happened. Immediately. <laughs> oh, I have some of my, some of my friends that were in the battle royal scene with me. They got chopped, and like they have pictures of their chests. Oh, I'm like, yeah, their souls left in that day. <laughs> it was one chop. 
I'll he's still no. got it, man. I, I, he's one of those people in wrestling I'm just fascinated with. And I'd like, if he came to the UK, like, I would do what I can to meet him. I'd love him. And, like, just, uh, he's so cool, man. And his son as well, like, in New Japan. Just, just, I think they're great. Like, I really, really do like them. Uh, so when is it that you did make your pro wrestling debut? Was it 2019? Yes, it was 2019. I would say, okay, that was my wrestling debut in 2019. Mm -hmm. But it was like shows that we did with the Nightmare Factory and, and stuff, oh, okay. stuff like that. Those type of shows. But my actual, like, real, real debut, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment versus Suge. And Pineapple Pete? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, so, in the independent debut. Nice. Right. So he actually, like, he's actually been sort of like a mentor to me. Yeah. Because he also, like, trained me as well. Mm. alongside QT so like he he got me that opportunity at AWE and I I always tell him like I'm forever grateful yeah for, for that opportunity because that really got me into you know these other companies that are taking a chance on me because like I'm I'm barely two years in in my yeah. career right so but for him to sort of you know look out for you and give you that spot and mm -hmm. and he he had that type of faith in me that he knew that I knew what I was doing and that, you know, I'm able to learn and able to adapt to yeah. the situation, so. Nah, that's cool. So, uh, I'm just, I'm so used to being Pineapple Pete now. Like, um, I remember, he's, I think he's been uh, to Progress as well before in the UK, yeah. um, so I believe so, but um, no, nah, that's cool. I was actually going to ask as well about um, the coaches um, other than QC. I was just going to ask, basically, in, was there any other coaches that would sort of take the time to sort of go in detail with you and give you sort of um, extra coaching and, well, basically, is there any advice that sort of stood out to you and that, that still remains with you to this day? Yeah, it was a few other uh, coaches. Mm -hmm. Charlie Ramon, he's usually on Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara's vlog like every week. Uh, Josh Cantrell, mm -hmm. uh, he ran GPW in Canton. They really stuck with me. They really helped me um, build my character at the moment when I didn't know who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they really helped me in that sense because uh, I was very lost. You know, and they were like, just be yourself. And yeah, the just be yourself part kept sticking with me. So it was just like, I really enjoyed that experience and I'm thankful for what they've done for me. And one thing you have mentioned is, is Carousel. I want to know to the listeners that may not be familiar with you, if you had to explain to them who the Ripper Trey Shaw exactly mm -hmm. is. So essentially like sell me his pen, you know, if you had to sell yourself and sort of mm -hmm. explain who it is that you are when it comes to your wrestling character? So the Ripper is basically someone who is very passionate about the opportunities that are given to people of color, mm -hmm. specifically as in like, I take pride in, you know, black people getting the opportunity to be champions of a company, top stars of a company, stuff like that. Yeah. And the Ripper is more, Instead of being civil about it, he's more violent about it. Hmm. And he takes a, a more aggressive approach because as a black man in America, that's what you already assume that I am. So why not give it to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's definitely a thing about where my people are. Yeah. How we've been, you know, held down in the mid card or we're not good enough to be top stars. Like, no. Yeah. 
you see you see these black champions, you see Bobby Lashley's WWE champion right now. Mm-hmm. That's Bianca Belair. You know what I mean? Bianca Belair. That's what I'm for. I love yeah. I love people of color getting their shine. You know what I mean? And that's no no hate on anybody else, but I know you mean down for way too long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think we sort of passed the stereotypes now as well. When there was a time it was just like, you know, Kamala, mm-hmm. but Tony Atlas when when he portraying, you know, I can't remember the I can't remember the character's name, but I remember I do remember even by the Bible, like, no, that is Tony Atlas. But you know, crime time and stuff like that. And don't get wrong, I enjoyed them, but you know what I mean? It did right. it was it was a stereotype. That's what it was. That's why I always thought that's like, so like Shelton Benjamin. I just think that sort of should have been a world champion because mm-hmm. he was athletic. There was no stereotype. There was no gimmick. This was just a pure athlete. So basically what you're saying is, it's basically, this is how you believe, this is what you believe in anyway, but it's just enhanced as your wrestling character. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the Ripper um, being the moniker, you know, you will go out there and prove, you know, that, that you know, you're a person of colour, but you're also very fucking good at what you do. Mm. It's the best way right. to start now. I may, have not, I may have not sort of explained that very well, but you know. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so it's like, yeah, I come out there, um, basically no nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, here to dominate. You know what I mean? I'm here to dominate. I'm here to show you that I belong here, and I'm going to do that how you think that I, how you think that I am on first sight. Yeah. I'm going to show you that I'm exactly who you think I am. I am an aggressive, I am a violent black man. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's basically what my character is. That's why I surprised you advised me. I was like, oh, he's, he's actually quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Not reached out. But, yeah. No, but I like, I like your look, man. I've, I've seen your stuff. And what I did say at the beginning, uh, Pro South Wrestling, mm-hmm. I just want to know how's that, you know, how do you enjoy working for them? Because that's how basically I did discover you. Yeah. I do, I do enjoy working for Pro South. I haven't been there in a while, but I do enjoy the locker room environment, the veterans that's back there in the locker room, you know, that's constantly giving me advice because I'm learning yeah. constantly. I'll never stop learning, you know, until I retire. So I really enjoy that environment. It's a very healthy environment, which I love in the locker room. So it's, it's been great, honestly. That's good, man. Uh, just to wrap this interview up, and I have enjoyed it. Uh, we did have some technical issues earlier, but no one's going to notice because I'm decent right. at editing. So I'd like to know, when you're not wrestling, what do you like to do in your spare time? When I'm not wrestling, I like to work out. <laughs> I like to, I like to work out. I like to, uh, <laughs> I like to make art. I actually paint a lot. Oh, nice. I like to try to make music mm-hmm. and keyword try. <laughs> I just love to enjoy life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just enjoy life. Mm. Of course, get money. Gotta gotta have That's money. Help, money make <laughs> I like to enjoy life, hang out with my friends, hang out with my mm. wrestling friends. I need to hang out with my wrestling friends more. But I just like to enjoy life because life is short. So it's true, man. My friends mock me for saying that, but it's so true. You know, just now, now next, I did start the podcast. Next, now I'm twenty episodes in, twenty episode today, but that's good. So, to officially wrap this up, because you're still learning, growing as performer, uh, do you have any personal goals in wrestling? Because I think we did mention about the goals earlier, but I'd like to know: is there any specific wrestlers you'd like to wrestle? Any locations? Is you know any company specifically? I may know the answer to that one, but more like the wrestlers that you'd like to wrestle with, and any personal goals. As of right now, my goal is to 
get my first championship. Okay. As of right now, I'm looking for gold, silver, whatever you got the championship on. I'm <laughs> looking for it. You know what I mean? Any wrestlers, I have a list of wrestlers that want to wrestle. I'll give you three. I have to wrestle Shook again. Yep. Because that's basically like mentor versus mentee, you know, type of deal. And we got to see where see where I'm at. I want to wrestle Trevor Aon. Trevor Aon is like one of my best friends in the industry right now. He's a hell of a wrestler. He's probably the definition of investing yourself because this man's gear is amazing. Like amazing. So he's definitely put in the work for sure. Mm-hmm. And my third would probably have to be Lee Moriarty. He's the former IWTV champion. And I just feel like I love his style. I love the way he carries himself as a wrestler, as uh, as a competitor. He's so-called the scariest wrestler (laughs) in the world. And I really want to put that to the test. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my top three as of right now. That's nice, man. I, I do believe you are going to... Well, you'll have the rematch with Pineapple Pete, I have to say that. Yeah. And uh, you will wrestle your mates as well, friends. So we say mates over here. But um, I one basically... More. <laughs> oh, you, I you, you thought one more. Yeah? Let's, uh, mate, tell me as many as you want. The time is yours, man. <laughs> on the conversation. Tell me. <laughs> Darius Lockhart is probably in between Suge and Trevor. I'm going to put Darius Lockhart right there. Because either me and Darius Lockhart are going to have a tag team match mm-hmm. because we're so similar in style, or we're going to have a one-on-one. And nice. I, I just I enjoy his work so much. So, yeah. yeah. That's good, man. I uh, will keep an eye out for those matches because I know they're going to happen. Um, Definitely. But do you see yourself uh, appearing on AEW this year? Man. Is there, is there anything you can tell us or not? Or do you have to... Can tell us. We're just gonna have, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Leave we're us. just gonna have to wait uh, and see. the episode on the hang on. I had that before. What you call it podcast? No, that's cool, man. So I want to thank you for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, where can fans find you on social media? You can find me at Shaw the Ripper on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at Trey Shaw on Facebook. And I think that's it. That's it for the social media. Pro Wrestling Tees as well, as I mentioned Pro earlier. Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> Thank you, because right, I almost forgot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the Ripper Trey Shaw on ProWrestlingTees.com. The designs are awesome, by the way. I've seen them. Dude, I have, like, I, I released my shirts by seasons, mm-hmm. and right now I'm on season two, and I, I released the first shirt for season two. And I'm absolutely in love with that shirt. And the fact that you design them as well, like I know, like Pro and T's designs, there's you know my graphic design stuff, but you design yourself, and I just mm-hmm. think you know it's another reason to appreciate you as a talent. And obviously, I've I've learned so much about you uh, in this episode. Uh, hopefully, when you do appear on AEW, you'll be coming back in this uh, podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, yes, sir. But now nah, it's cool, man. Uh, would you like to travel anywhere uh, outside the US uh, to wrestle? So. I'm planning on going to Japan sometime this year. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, I want to go to the New Japan Dojo. Oh, man, I can't and imagine that being easy. No. Katsuyori Shibata does not play at all. So I, I, I've seen his workouts, and I'm like, yeah, 
was like, I'm going to have to go through that, aren't I? So, what, what would you rather do, that or uh, get a chop from Haku? Chop from Haku, 100%. 100%. Because at least I won't have to do it more than once. That's, that's a good answer, man. No, well, thank you yeah. for coming on today. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, for everyone that is listening to this episode, thank you. There will be more of What You Call It podcast coming up very shortly. Stay tuned for the sponsors. Yes, he is still my sponsor and he should be very, very happy that I've kept him on here. But for now, take care.